For sure, hundred percent. I mean, every every policy that you you buy has almost a life, you know, that starts one place um, and evolves over time. And I think understanding what you know how a, a policy evolves over time is key to make sure that you know you you could have clear understanding at the start, but it may not be the case, um, you know, a few years down the line. My name is Diana, and this is the Family Finance Show, the podcast to help you manage your family's finances better. Every week, we share an episode on topics relating to increasing your family's income and managing expenses, controlling your debt, and investing for the future. The true test of an insurance provider comes not when you take out the policy, but when it comes time to claim. In this episode, we ask Matan Abraham how to avoid problems in the claim stage. He also explains the interesting link between healthy finances and longevity. This episode is brought to you by Elevate Life. Worry less and live more with smart life insurance from Elevate Life. Smarter benefits, smarter rewards, smarter premiums. Elevate Life is all about you. Enjoy the show. Hi, Matsan, and welcome to the Family Finance Show. So great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Diana. Matan, the true test of an insurance provider usually comes at the time of claiming, not when you take out the policy, but when you have to claim against the policy. And this is where so many people encounter problems. What kind of problems can arise during this claim stage and and how can our listeners avoid these common problems? Sure. I mean, you're right on the money. I think that's probably one of the biggest frustrations of the insurance industry, that there's this perception that you know, you pay all of these premiums over a long period of time, and then the insurer comes at, at the end of the day and doesn't want to pay uh, your benefits. And it can be distilled into a couple of, of key themes. Um, I think the first that every person should be very cognizant of um, is this idea of non-disclosures. And when you're starting out and buying a policy, you should always be very um, careful on the information that you're sharing um, and that it's as complete and accurate as possible. Because you never want the insurer to, to come back at claim stage and say, oh, you didn't tell me X, Y, and Z, and that's why they, that's the reason for, for not uh, paying the claim. So I think making sure that you understand the application process as, as, as detailed as possible, um, making sure that you answer as comprehensively as possible, and you should be, should be A-OK. Um, and then I think the, the second um, key uh, way to make sure that you have full confidence in your cover is knowing that your, your cover always matches your need because you may get the claim pay, uh, paid by the insurer at the end of the day, but it actually may be a lot less or different to what you expected. And then you have less in your hands to, to pass on to your dependents uh, when those, you know, that time comes if you pass away or get disabled or, or severely ill. And that should never be the case. So making sure that you review your policies, making sure you understand how they evolve over time, I will make sure that at the time of claim, the cover that you're actually getting in hand is what you expect uh, to to move on to that next uh, stage of your life. And just to um, illustrate this point a little bit in a story way for for, for the listeners is um, experience I had back in 2008. It wasn't life insurance, obviously I'm still here today, but it was uh, car insurance. <laughs> and I worked for this telecoms company and they paid my car insurance on my behalf. It was one of the staff benefits, strangely enough. And uh, my I had a VW Chico and the car was stolen. So it came to claim stage and I realized at claim stage 
acknowledge that the insured value of the car was much higher than the book value. So for some reason, there was about a 20,000 rand difference that it was insured for, like let's say it was 50,000 and, and the book value was 30,000. And so the insurance only paid out the 30,000. But the company who had been paying the uh, premiums on my behalf had been paying premiums to the value of uh, a car worth 50,000. So I was quite annoyed at that on behalf of my employer who was paying the premiums, but also just a good, uh, just a good way to realize that um, just because you've insured something for a particular value, it, it doesn't mean that it will necessarily pay out at that value. Obviously, life insurance is a different story here, but it's just a, a way to, to understand that you really need to understand what your premium, what you're paying for with your premiums. For sure, 100%. I mean, every, every policy that you, you buy has almost a life, you know, that starts one place um, and evolves over time. And I think understanding what, the, you know, how a, a policy evolves over time is key to make sure that, you know, you, you could have clear understanding at the start, but it may not be the case, um, you know, a few years down the line. Um, and that's, it's very important to, to keep align, that aligned and uh, that front of mind and make sure that you do your, your annual reviews of, of all of your insurance policies. Every, every person sees risk differently in their lives and insurance is about putting those measures in place to mitigate these risks. When our listeners are thinking about taking out life cover, what are the risks that they should be thinking about? Sure, that's a, that's a great question. I think um, it really comes down to thinking about your family um, or, more, or more holistically, the dependents in your life and asking the question, you know, what if the worst happens? So when we think about life insurance, it generally covers uh, three, you know, main events, like quite significant events in your life. Uh, obviously, you passing away. Um, and have your, your dependents having to, to live on without you, uh, potentially without your income and your assets to support them. Are you getting disabled um, and having to continue uh, living um, without the ability to earn an income or having to transition into a new stage of your life where you need you know, home care or, or something like that? And then severe, severe illness for even more you know, disabilities on, on one level, severe illness are those events that truly change your life and you know, maybe, maybe terminal in nature and, and shorten your life to some extent. And how those affect your dependents um, and, and you at different points in your life are very different. So I think when you think about uh, those risks, you need to think about, you know, what happens if I pass away um, and, you know, have young children, but you know, there's a home loan to cover or there are school fees to cover. And, and that's where the, the thought needs to be and say, well, that's the risk. Now, what do I need to do to cover that, that risk? And I think if you focus on that throughout your life, your life cover will always match your needs um, as closely as possible. So I think some examples are um, for younger families, definitely covering, covering things like credit and, and loans that you've taken out, expenses over time um, to, to support uh, your children and your, the rest of your family that are, your income is, is currently supporting um, and then later on in life, it could it evolve to things like estate duties is a, is a common one. So that when you pass away and you have assets, um, that you know your your inheritance isn't going to the tax man, for example, and there's enough life cover to cover those fees. Mm -hmm. So it really is a what we actually call it in actuarial science is life staging. Uh, that the, the need and the risk evolves over time, and so should the cover uh, that you have evolve with it. Something that I found quite unique in Elevate's approach, Matan, is the clear link that you make between the physical health, uh, 
of a person, their financial health, health and their longevity. So basically, if I understood it correctly, people who take care of their financial well-being are generally healthier and live longer. So that's quite an interesting correlation. I mean, I intuitively know that to be true just based on my experience, but as an actuary, you probably have the data to back this up. Yeah, so it's it's. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, it's very simple. You know, positive. You know, you know, short-term life habits leading to a longer life. It seems almost like a no-brainer and, and common sense, uh, but it's actually, as you say, like backed by a huge amount of of data to support it. And I think, interestingly, over more recent times, the financial uh, side of things um, coming so much to the fore. I think, you know, even something like COVID nineteen and you know the, the terrible financial situations that some people were put under. I think a lot of people can resonate with how much stress that actually puts you know you and your family um, on, and that can manifest obviously in, in things like you know poor mental health, um, you know not knowing where to turn, um, and and that you know you know then t- you know converting into poor physical well-being, um, but also um, can actually you know th- th- there's data to support that poor financial well-being actually results in increased things like inflammation and a short, uh, like, sorry, slower recovery rates and things like that. So it's really um, a key element that, you know, a lot of people think about uh, when, when engaging with, you know, their loyalty programs and financial service products, this link between things like wearable data and maybe some clinical data with uh, their, uh, their financial products and, and how those two can can relate to one another and, and result in a longer life, that financial element is, is as, as important. And that's why we've taken a strong interest in that and really put a lot of incentives on the table for, for people to maintain that and try to give them the tools uh, to stay uh, credit worthy as well as financially well. It's so interesting. It's such an interesting concept that you you actually using your policyholders, um, their health data and their financial data, their credit score, uh, their wearables, as you mentioned, to just get this holistic picture of of of, of a person. So I, I think that's it's really interesting and not something that I've heard other um, insurance companies doing so far. Yeah. So I think for for us, it's very much a no brainer. Um, you know for what we're trying to achieve with our customers is getting them to actually go on a journey with us more than anything. And, and our byline, um, you know, at Elevate is helping people live a long, healthy and prosperous life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the starting point of that is for us to understand our customers and then have the, the data at hand to understand what their baseline is and how, how we can get them from their current situation to the most well and prosperous version of their life. And, how we do that is that we ask them to opt in and share uh, data with us. Uh, in so doing, we understand understand um, that information. And we actually start off by presenting that data back to the customer. Because what we want people to see is exactly the data that they're sharing. So they can take control of that um, and take control of their journey. See how, as they're improving and changing their habits, it's manifesting in the data that they're sharing. Um, so it's you know, putting them in control. Um, and then, you know, starting that two-way relationship with our customers, giving them the, the education and the goals on how to improve. And then, of course, you know, I think people, you know, it's, it's, it's great to, to hope that everybody does things in their best interest. And we, we really always hope that they do. But the rewards are always a sweetener to help people along the way and get them, you know, to overcome that inertia to change. So we put a lot of rewards on the table to help people 
um, improve and, and be the w- most well and most prosperous version of, of what they can be. Yeah, I think that's everyone's goal goal in life. So it's great that that uh, that you're aligning with with people's personal goals in, in that sense. Um, so Matan, just to move on to something different now, um, this next question is a bit technical maybe and, and possibly we need a thorough explanation to, to do it full justice and, and obviously it dif- differs from person to person. But uh, for now, for our listeners, so <laughs> can you give our listeners just some high-level tips on choosing the right benefit, premium escalations and cover term if they're looking at life insurance products? Sure. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. So I think um, there are a lot of options on the table for um, people to choose from, um, and I think with a lot of options become you know, comes the challenge on on what suits you the most. And you know, there are things like age rating, which you know there's, the escalation is not just based on some percentage, but it's also based on some age factor. So that can add some you know confusion to the mix. What I try to always boil it down to when you know, talking to people about this and giving advice, or alternatively, when we are building our, our product offering, is for people to always, you know, play up the affordability versus benefit richness uh, question in their minds. So when it comes to choosing your escalation, it actually has a, as a escalation of your benefits and your premiums, it actually has a very direct um, connection to how much you're going to start off paying with regards to your policy. So if you're your benefits are escalating a lot slower than your premiums, your policy will actually start off a lot cheaper. Um, And the reason being is that what's happening is you're paying less now, but because your premiums are going to escalate quite quickly into the future, uh, your your premiums will actually be a lot more expensive then. And as such, at the the start, the premiums can can be lower. Now, that can work for a lot of people, and that that has a a strong affordability angle, and, and it makes sense. But it can also result in things like looking up in five or 10 years and actually not being able to afford the policy that you, you bought. So I think some tips um, of, of what I would, I would recommend is always understand you know, what are the, is the fundamental need for why you're buying the policy, understanding what your, your premiums and your benefits will look like in a couple of years. So look at you know, the, esca, the escalation. Um, and then... When, when trying to understand, you know, where to position, say, well, fundamentally, I think, you know, CPI-based um, or, or inflation-based escalations will probably match your need and be as comprehensive uh, as cover as you, you can buy. But you also have affordability constraints to consider. So then you, you weigh it up there. And I think beyond that, I think asking people around you, as well as your, your brokers and your intermediaries, your financial advisors, it goes a long way in helping you um, get there. But I think the key is to always ask the question, always be active in that decision-making and you should be okay. Mm. Ask The more questions you ask, the better because your understanding just improves with each question and no question is a dumb question. What other common mistakes do people make when taking out insurance, especially long-term cover? I think the first is not actually looking at the full range of benefits that are on offer and understanding you know, what, you know, what your needs are. So, you, your, your product could be very cheap um, and it could look very attractive at the start. But as you said, you know, in your example with the car insurance, it actually doesn't you know, cover things as, as completely as possible or, or certain situations relative to what another product could offer, maybe a slightly higher price, um, and then you're a little bit worse off at claim stage. So I think, I think understanding the comprehensiveness of your benefit is and, and um, you know, what, you know, what are the different permutations of how you could use your 
your product is always a, is always a good idea. And I think something that people don't do enough. Um, then I think understanding uh, the terms and the, the important terms and conditions that come with your product. You know, for example, in the disability insurance space, you, know, you can have uh, income protection that's based on your own occupation and that's based on some that's based on a similar occupation. And do you understand the difference? You know, because that actually makes a big um, impact on, on the value to you and you know, what you'll get out of the policy in the event of you know, a disability happening. Um, always understand things like your, your, your lapse rules and you know, can you get out of the policy? Can you review the policy? Will it be very costly to do so? to adjust the policy over time to, to what your needs are. Um, and also does the premium and the benefit rely on you doing something? So I think there's a strong move at the moment uh, for products to be very integrated. You know, a lot of financial services companies are integrating their products among one another and, and you have to do this on the one product to get this on something else. And it can look very attractive when someone shows you the proposition, assuming that you combined everything and you're doing the things that they say you should do. Uh, but if you don't do them, what is the what is the negative? I think it's important to appreciate: is there something fundamental uh, that's that the, you have to do in order to make the proposition as attractive as it looks when you get the quote in your hand? Um, and then I think moving on from there, um, I think I mean what, the pitfalls of of what people don't do enough of is buying insurance early enough because you know if you if you buy insurance late, it can become uh, very expensive, and you may actually not be able to to get the cover that you, that you need because the older you are, the less time that there is for pre-funding of, of the policy. And you know, it could be very expensive to get cover you know, after 50, 55, you know, those, those kinds of ages. And then we, I've touched on this um, earlier in the conversation, um, which is reviewing your policy frequently, um, making sure it always um, you know, matches your needs and that it evolves over, your over time with how your, your needs evolve. Matan, what makes Elevate different from other providers out there? And then where can people find out more about Elevate? So to start with where you can find out more about us, so I'll start with the second question first, is you can go out to our website, elevate.ca.za. Also check out our socials um, at elevatelife.za. Um, or you can call us directly, so at 011-030-7184. Um, and, and please go and ask your, your broker about us. Um, you know, we have a lot of brokers in our stable already, so you can get more information from them about the product offering. But what truly makes us different, and then going to the core of you know, why we, we built Elevate to begin with, is asking the question, what is the best version of life insurance today? Um, so a lot of insurance companies have been built um, a long time ago. It's a very um, established industry, and you know, some incumbents have been around for you know, really hundreds of years. Um, and we have to, to think about actually, if you're going to build life insurance today to get the, for customers to get the best value proposition possible, how would we do it? And what we did was we broke down the pillars of what make um, insurance what it is, and we made each of those the best that they could be. And the outcome is an offering which is but very focused on the true needs of why people buy life insurance and making it very customer centric. So, for example, things like you know making sure that all benefits in our uh, or all policies in our state will come with certain standard benefits like premium waiver, premium holidays, um, you know immediate cover, so funeral cover baked in, certain things like that, which you would potentially have to pay extra for, but because we can do things more efficiently, come standard with the product. And then going beyond that is putting the right technologies into 
our offering. So we've talked a little bit about how we use data to, to make um, the policy more engaging. And that is very much a, a, a fundamental to what we're all about. At Elevate, we're very much about trying to harness the common incentive between us and our customers. For us, we want our customers to be with us a long period of time. Um, and for them, you know, you know, they should be um, living as, as best and as long and healthy a life um, as possible. And we feel that financial services um, products, in particular life insurance, because it's a long-term relationship with the customer, does that more effectively than really anything. You know, for, at Elevate, we've also appreciated you know, you know, who is the, the, um, the face of the client a lot of the time you know, for, for our end customers, and that's our brokers. So we, we sell a lot of our, our policies through brokerages, and we've actually made a concerted effort to put the right tools in the hands of our brokers to make sure that they can give as um, optimal uh, the, the needs um, assessment and uh, like uh, end value fulfillment for each of our customers through what we're able to offer um, our brokers in their engagements with their clients. And I think that's really set us um, significantly apart you know, in, our, in our foray into, the, into, this, into this environment. So before we wrap up, Matan, I just wanted to add for our listeners that it's it's really important to review your policy. You've made this point before, but just to re-emphasize it here, as your circumstances change, you should review your policy. Have you taken on more debt, paid off debt? Have you gotten married or divorced and maybe your ex-husband is still the name beneficiary on your policy? Have you had children? And these changes and, and others are really important triggers for checking your policy. And also, it's not a bad idea to just check your provider, check what value you're getting from one provider and compare to another provider. It's never a bad idea to shop around for insurance. And, and actually, Diana, just to, just to um, add something to, to that, and I think another, another thing that we've done at Elevate, which is making uh, the lives of our clients even easier from a, a review perspective, is that we're coming out late in the year with, with needs-based um, products as well. So what we've done there, for example, is trying to match the cover uh, to evolve dynamically with the needs of um, our customers. So, for example, we have a credit cover product coming out that you share your, your credit bureau data with us on a monthly basis, and we'll make sure that the cover evolves exactly with your credit outstanding so that you always have the cover that you need through the life of the policy. Similarly, we have one that will match your, your medical scheme contributions over time, as well as all of the increases that go along with it. So if when it comes to making sure that your family are catered for uh, from a health perspective, when you when you pass away or get disabled, um, you know the, the the benefit exactly matches that need. So we're very much about putting the customer at the center and making sure that yes, of course, it's always important to review our policies and make sure that they're up to date. But going forward, with us, we're actually trying to do a lot more of that for our customers and making sure that the the policies themselves take all of that um, into account. Awesome. And my last uh, question, Matan, is one that I ask all my guests, and that is, what is the one piece of financial advice you'd like to pass on to the next generation? Sure. Um, so I don't have kids myself yet. Um, I mean, definitely planning to soon. Um, but uh, I think the, the, the one thing would be to be very active um, in the decision making when it comes to your financial services products. And what I mean by that is always ask you know, the what uh, first and why you're, you know, you're needing the, the products that you're doing, what you're ultimately trying to achieve. If it's, you know, investing for a particular purpose or 
you know, making sure you protect your family against certain risks, making sure that, um, you know, you, you have the money that you, you would want at certain life stages, whatever the case may be. So understanding what those, those key needs are uh, and then unpacking the how you're going to achieve it. I think a lot of people can be passive in their decision-making, maybe be guided by what other people are telling them to do, and then they lose track of, of what the fundamental need is, uh, what they were trying to achieve, and then they've wasted a lot of time and maybe money um, and haven't gotten to where they wanted to. I think financial services products are super powerful in getting people to really live the life that um, you know, they were kind of destined to with the, you know, the, the, all the resources available to do so, uh, but you have to be very active um, in how you go about choosing uh, the products that you buy and, and that, uh, making sure that you uh, do that efficiently and effectively with the right um, advice um, and um, at the right time. Wonderful. Thanks so much for your time today on the Family Finance Show, Matan. I really appreciate it, Anna. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Visit elevate.co.za to get an obligation-free quote in just 30 seconds or ask your broker about Elevate Life's market-leading offerings. Elevate Life is an authorized financial services provider, license number 50555. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay on the journey to improving your family's financial well-being. 